generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. No, we do not need to go out because it's a Saturday night and what else would you be doing but tuning into the Keep the Change podcast? We've got Mikey Smith in the studio. Very short intro, mate, because Facebook uh, shut us down on the first attempt of this podcast. But we'll see We're if we here. Can get We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Facebook can't stop us. We'll see if we can get away with this one. We're going to be talking about what's going on out there in New Zealand, around the world, and of course some practical ways that we can be thinking about looking after ourselves. Mate, I was having a look at some of my investments as an example this morning. Just going, holy shit, I'm just getting, uh, I won't say what I was going to say, I'm just getting burnt (laughs) everywhere I look. And then I see, you send me something that Ray Dalio, who manages one of the biggest hedge funds in the world, is just clocking a 26% return for the year and an 8% return for May, I think it was. It's legendary, eh? Unbelievable. I like, remember him getting shit last year. Everyone's thirty percent down, and he's nearly thirty percent up. Yeah, so he's like sixty percent ahead of ahead of everyone. That's uh, that's some real good shit. He yeah. is a man that I have listened to and tried to study and learn from for a few years now. Yeah, um, and wow, he actually had a bad time in twenty twenty when the COVID thing hit, and it was all extremely volatile. They didn't do too. Well. Too well, old Bridgewater. Yeah, um, but if you stayed with them and if your funds were invested with them and you trusted them, right now Happy you're days. laughing. So if you want to check out Ray Dalio and his crew, uh, maybe YouTube, Spotify, Google, like read articles where he's speaking. He's explaining what's going on in the world, basically. Yeah the the best the best video that he does. He's done one recently called The Changing World Order, which is basically about America versus China in terms of economic power. Mm. Um, that's a good one, but you probably want to learn a bit more about that kind of shit before you get into that video. I think yeah, he, he's got one called the debt cycle, yeah, or something along those lines. Brilliant video, um, because he explains about boom and bust, natural business cycle, a little bit about how the monetary system works. Um, and that's a it's it's like playing out to a T. <laughs> I, I guess what I learnt. From his content is oh okay this isn't the first time this has happened like this has happened again in history and I think um, naturally and like I'll be guilty too I'm sure we probably all are of thinking that we sort of live in this like the only time these things have happened and people are kind of going well we've had wars before we've had debt cycles before like all these different things but when you see them for the first time you think like fuck this is uh, this is only happening when 
you listen to someone that studied history, they're like, oh, okay, this has happened in this year, this decade, this decade, and you're mm. like, oh, wow. Because I just didn't, I didn't study history yeah, nothing well, at school. He's actually the first one to admit. I've listened to so much of him, I know quite a bit about him, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. Nah, but like the way that I can tell you a few of the things that he he says, like he's the first one to admit that um, he was into markets and money really early. He had a fund. He was a manager and all that kind of stuff, and he made a mistake because he thought something was going a certain way. I think it was in the seventies, um, but it went the opposite way, mm. and he lost almost everything. And then that forced him to think about it and go back in history, and it made him realise that this has happened before, but just not in his lifetime. Yeah. So he didn't expect it because it didn't happen in his lifetime, but historically it's happened a lot. Yeah. And at the moment you hear him talking about cash as trash and all this kind of thing, and um, some of his longer videos are basically comparing the COVID pandemic... um, economics-wise and monetary policy-wise, to a war. Because <clears throat> if you think about the war back in the in the 40s or whatever, um, <laughs> yeah, everyone stopped going to work because mm. you're fucking shitting yourself that you're going to get bombed or something. So yeah. everything shut down. You know, like there's, there's certain parts of the economy that were working, but and another part of it is they printed a shit ton of money to finance the war. Yeah. So like, we need a shitload of planes, so... And we can't afford it. Uh, there's a whole lot of stories about buying war bonds and all this kind of stuff. But basically, fresh money straight off the printing press financed it after the war, inflation, all this kind of yeah. stuff. So it's all happened before. It just hasn't happened in our lifetime. It's like, mate, I can barely remember 2008. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I was how, how am I meant to remember that kind of stuff? I tell you a really cool story, mate. I was just I just come from uh, family lunch, and my cousin is married to a Ukrainian. And her both her parents live in Ukraine, and they've both made it out. But her dad, uh, she hadn't heard from him since the start of the war, basically. And I, I can't remember how it might have been six weeks. It was scary. And then my other cousin saw in video footage him in the background and sent it to my cousin's wife, and they were able to eventually track him down. He got out of Ukraine. Wow. And he's now in New Zealand. So he was at lunch today. Wow. Yes. Holy yes. shit. <laughs> But he doesn't really speak any English, so he's got to... Doesn't matter, um, be happy as shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so, but just, I, I was like, I said to Mike, my cousin's like, how do, how do you like get on with buddy trying to have a, have a yarn here? This must be pretty hard when your wife's not there. And he's like, oh, check out Google Translate. And so we started sort of having a yarn via Google Translate. And I just thought, fuck, like what a cool world we live in where he can get here, he can have mm. lunch with us, he's sitting at the table, he's got no idea what we're talking about, but then we can flick on Google Translate, and I'd shown him a photo of a fish that I caught, and so then he was asking, he said he likes fishing, and uh, he wanted to know, you know, like, was that our equipment, or was it rented, because um, he probably thought, like, do these people have a boat, because I was on a boat, yeah, um, so he probably had all, these t- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had all these different questions, but I said, you know, welcome to New Zealand, we're, we're great, we're, you know, it's gr- we're glad that you're here, um, and he said, uh, New Zealand is, is uh, paradise on earth. And I thought, wow, it's uh, it's interesting, you know, compare where he's come from to mm. then probably what a lot of us are squabbling about going, oh, we're going backwards and things. And it's just, a, you know, we got in the car and my uh, partner said to me, she's like, shit, that was a bit of a bloody uh, perspective uh, for, for us, wasn't mm. it? You know, so, yeah, interesting. Uh, but I think we've taken in, as a country, 140 maybe 
people from Ukraine who were tied to, to families back here and they've been able to get over. Um, but basically they were saying that they tried to turn the power and the water back on in Mari- Mariupol, I think it's called, and uh, just can't. Like, it's just, the infrastructure's just fucked. So it's just crazy. Um, it's sad, eh? I think the way I think about, like, fuck, man, I love New Zealand, eh? Whenever I drive around the waterfront or I go, like, I love fishing, so yeah. I love... Like, we're literally two minutes away from a boat ramp in the heart of the CBD. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I live, like, I can drive anywhere and catch a marlin or a swordfish or whatever. Like, I, New Zealand is heaven on earth. Yeah. But it's, there's two parts, right? Like, there's New Zealand, which is heaven on earth, this beautiful place that we live in, and then there's the economy. Yeah. Which is different. <laughs> and slowly getting a little bit, uh, a little bit weird out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting weird now. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. I saw a, there's an article today around someone saying, if you made $2 million from property, everyone would probably celebrate you. If you made $2 million in business, people would probably be Money. like, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're probably like running you down and the whole tall poppy thing. And she basically said, look, I, I would, uh, if I had my time again, I probably wouldn't stay in New Zealand just because of the tall poppy syndrome. And people would come in to me like, oh, well. Off you go then. Mm. And people are replying, being like, this is what she's fucking talking about. Like, yeah. you don't want successful people it's to leave. Fucked. You want them to stay. Do you and know her, like, No, I don't know her. No. no. I've met her a few times. She's a good person. Yeah. 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 And so... Drives a Ferrari. Yeah. Real good bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, like, it just, it just had everything in that, like, the article and then the people commenting where you had people being like, can't you see? But then the other people were like... Well, can't you see? Like, fuck her, she can go. Like, oh, we'll stop whinging and just go. Yeah, I saw some of the comments too. I was on Twitter, I think, but yeah, I saw the comments and I was like, everything I looked at was like, the article and the way that she's saying things are, you are this. But yeah. What so what like, I've what tried to do, fuck? I've mentioned this a couple of times in the Keep the Change podcast, and it's really hard not to try and take sides in life, right? But yep. one thing I've tried to get better at is is like not taking sides and being able to kind of see things from the way other people would see it. So as an example, earlier today, someone commented on a next advisory post and was like, you know, an ad and was like, oh, it's very clear that you either vote for national at or act. And I kind of thought like, this has got nothing to do with mm. politics. Like, what a weird comment. Um, and I said, no, I said, well, actually, I'd suggest you vote for yourself. That's who we always recommend our clients vote for. That's who's going to give you the most change and chance of success in your life, voting for yourself. Mm. And then I went onto their profile out of interest, and it was like, um, like I'm not even making this up. It's like raging vegan, um, got no time for cli- climate change deniers, um, environmentalists, like all this stuff. And I thought, like they are so political to have all of that stuff there. Like they, they must just be their life. And then they found an ad that's just got nothing to do with politics, but they're like, right, like this is. The reverse of me, yeah. So I better comment on it. I mean, if we if we go back to the Lani's thing in the Herald or whatever stuff or wherever it was, basically for people who haven't seen the article, Lani's a a young lady, and she's been successful and done really well at a young age, and she drives around in a Ferrari four thirty because she can, because she can, and yeah. she's a petrol head and fucking loves cars, and she even says in the article like. I'm, I'm a petrol head. It's just like someone else liking a handbag. Yeah, yeah. But I like cars. Both so expensive hobbies. <laughs> take the Ferrari away from it and think about someone who's been gone through school or whatever, come out and been driven and made a shit ton of money or how $2 million apparently 
that's what the article says. I reckon she's made shitloads more, but she's yeah. good. And she's made heaps of money. And she's provided value to other people and companies to make that money. She didn't get given it. Mm. And the article, she compares like tall poppy versus like people getting given it in lotto. Yeah. And she's highly likely paid her taxes and earned that money and paid for her Ferrari or whatever. Like, and how society and people pull apart that stuff. I think it's more in social media than in real life. Yeah. I think it's creeping into real life a bit more now. But I strongly disagree with it and strongly disagree with tall poppy syndrome and someone like that should be celebrated. The complete opposite of what anyone online is saying. Because what she's saying is, I disagree with tall poppy syndrome. I worked really hard and earned my money. If I knew that I was going to get treated like this, I would have left earlier and gone and done it somewhere else where I wouldn't get treated like this. That's mm. effectively the, the base of the article. And fair enough. Like, yeah. The problem is, is that she shouldn't be treated like that. Nah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, uh, why do you hate people for doing hard work and cranking? Yeah. <laughs> like... Are you are you recording a podcast on a Saturday night? Like, it's not illegal to make heaps of money. No, or, or have a go. Um, I, I think part of it's probably jealousy and probably envy. And you know, Warren Buffett talks about it, right? He's mm. like, if he could remove one thing from the world, it would be envy. And it's like something that we've got. You know, you got to think if that's the the, ri- the richest person in the world or one of the smartest and still the oldest, and he's still going, like he's got no reason to be working anymore. But he's teaching us, like, take envy out of your life, and your life will be better. And he's saying that I heard um, a number of years ago, and it was like, if you can't celebrate other people's success, then, you know, can you celebrate your own? And I think it, it's something we have no. to... No. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to go through in our life at some stage to go, stop fucking being gutted that our mates are doing well. Stop being gutted that they got this or that they could afford that or that that happened or their NFT went from 30 to 300 grand. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, just be happy for them mm-hmm. and be like, cool. Like, good on you, you're running your race, I'm running mine. Because the more you're envious of it and jealous of it, then it just gets, like, that never ends because there's always going to be someone that's doing better than you, bigger than you, more than you, and, you know, you've got to let go of it at some stage. These things in times like this and articles like this get written and hated on and shit gets splashed through the media about billionaires and Elon this and whatever. Fuck it always happens in periods of inflation. Yeah. And cost of living. Yeah. Like right now, it sucks to be paycheck to paycheck mm. because shit's going up and you were paycheck to paycheck before. It's, and it's not way nice. harder. Yeah. And it's easy to blame other people that have more. Um, and part of it is like, in my eyes, systemic fault. I think that Inflation is is almost evil. Um, it's part of the system, and we have to live in it. And we're not going to change it anytime soon. Um, but you can't fix it by hating on someone else. Nah. You can't fix your own your own issue with cost of living and things like that, and by just complaining about it. Like if you think that if you keep saying that you want free public transport and you trust the government to get it to you by tomorrow. It might be here, but it might be in 15 years. Do you want to wait? Yeah. Or do you want to do something about it yourself? So Powerful. Yeah, fuck, you have to try and get out of that mindset and switch it, eh? 
Yeah. It's just, it's, it doesn't help you and it's it serves no one. And it's just, it goes on, right? Because it could be, okay, you hate the rich or you hate Elon, but then you despise your workmate who gets paid more than you or who got the promotion or got given a car parking you didn't. This is tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. Yeah. It's bad. And it's like, where does it end? Oh, your neighbour rolled in with uh, um, a new car or whatever and you're like, oh, without well, fucking, you know, just doing this. And it's like, identify your thinking when that happens and go, what's driving that? You know, where, like, how much longer do I want to go on with that? Because it's just, it's just, it just takes you down the wrong path for a long time. Yeah, well, you end up spending a lot of time and energy um, complaining and uh, lobbying to no one about nothing that you can control um, when you could just be spending that time on actually putting some effort into something and going for it, you know? And that sounds a bit, I guess, it's, I don't know, not harsh, it just sounds... I People would say that that's that's too simplistic, is what I've been told with some of my explanations about things. They say you're making it you're too it's too simplistic. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, I'm going to be like I disagree, but I just think okay, but it actually is simple. Yeah, well, you clean your mindset up first, and then you start thinking, okay, like here's my six problems. People say to me like, oh, how do you start a business? And yeah, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I just <laughs> keep going until it happened. Yeah, you know, but, like. I didn't have like a, there wasn't like a checklist I could do. I just started like Googling and shit and mm, get the ticking right boxes until the ID sent me a number and away I went. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's literally what it takes is those people to go, okay, I want a different direction. I want a different life. I want an extra income or whatever. And it's like, I will knock on um, the next door neighbor's door and say, can I mow your lawns? Or can you give me a ride to work? And that saves you 20 bucks in parking or something. Like mm. you've got to solve your own problems because... I don't think, like as much as there's support in this country, and we've probably got some of the best support in the world, mm. but it's not going to take you to a place where your life's just going to be amazing, depending on what you know amazing looks like for you. What do you want? Like, do you want healthcare and education? Like, how much more do you want? Like, we want our roads to be good, so you can dr- roads are designed so you can drive to work. Mm. Like, do, I don't know. I don't know I, how I much you a, want the government to provide for you. I saw a good uh, post. I want the earlier. government to leave me alone. <laughs> The best way to turn $40 into $400 is to put the fuel in your gas tank and drive to work or <laughs> something. I thought, <laughs> wow. I guess we're probably lucky, mate, in that we really, like, we've find, found things that we like doing. Like, Hard there'd be, to do. It's sometimes. pretty weird that we're sitting here on a Saturday night yarning about this shit, you know. Like, we've mm. obviously got a couple of screws loose. Compe- like, people, some people would think, whereas I'm like, okay, this is probably better for me than some of the things I was doing last Saturday night. Still having a beer. <laughs> yeah. And... You've got to kind of, I think, figure out what vehicle are you in and your vehicle being the the job or what your life looks like and, and go, okay, if, if I fast forward down the road, three, five, ten years, where's this taking me? And identify, is it actually the vehicle you want to be in or based on the goals that you have or the things that you want from your life and you go, is this vehicle going to get me closer to those goals or do I need to swap this vehicle? And it's bloody hard, you know. I've gone through quitting a job and I've delayed it and I've gone, ah, oh, next week and then I've gotten further into, you know, deeper credit card debt and then it's like, fuck, now I've got to wait another year or whatever and you end up looking back going, shit, I should have just found a way sooner. Uh, but you've got to start looking for where you want to go and then how you're going to get there. Then, then, you, then you start to get to avoid all the tall poppy shit and like the noise and the jealousy and the envy because you're like, fuck no, I just need to keep like That's working. That's the thing. It becomes really easy to focus once you've got something. Yeah. If you can find it. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe finding it is hard. 
Definitely. But but there's ways there's ways to think about it. Like what are you always talking to your mates about? What are you always searching? What are you always listening to on podcasts? What are you always watching on YouTube? Um, you know, what have you what are you good at? What, well what you do your mates say? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, eh? Like I don't know, like I've got mates that go home after work and play Xbox and shit. And I don't have one. If you I've got YouTube premium. Yeah. I don't I don't have ads on my YouTube, but if you look at my YouTube algorithm, it's similar to yours, as we know. <laughs> and there's not that much on there apart from fucking smashing shit. Yeah. <laughs> lots of business things, lots of interesting economic stuff, and I don't know. I, I definitely did. I definitely wasn't like that. A long time, like years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I was just coming out of school or the year before 2008. Yeah. And I remember being told it was bad. But I don't give a fuck. It's oh, like I'm getting paid. Was, yeah, I'm seventeen, eighteen, yeah. like got a car, yeah. got chicks, get in the yeah. back, and we'll go <laughs> oh, to the skate park and go shit. to beers on Friday or whatever. And um I didn't hold hands with a girl till I was twenty one, but anyway, it feels like you're bragging now, mate. <laughs> sorry, 17, mate. Sorry, and they're in sorry, your sorry, car. sorry, sorry. Wow, one of the first ever license, you know? <laughs> no, nah, just joking. Um <laughs> But I remember being told it was bad, didn't care. And then I think I started working and being more serious about life in like 09 and 10 and started learning more about it. And then heard that property prices had dropped and then started going back up. And then there was the story in my head about property prices never don't go up. Yeah. So even though there's a little drop, they'll always go up. So I started looking into that and that's how I started learning more about it. I never really understood what was going on until 2020. Um, and I learned about economics and everything. And even now, when I've, to this day, when I've put in more effort than I think I can ever remember into something about learning about monetary policy, fiscal policy, economics, all of that shit, do you know one thing that hasn't changed? is that if you put in heaps of effort into work and doing good at a craft, you'll be sweet. Yeah, that's cool though. None of, it, none of that changed, not one bit. I think it's always the same for my dad, his dad, his dad, his dad, me, whatever. Yeah, yeah I think um, I had to learn at some stage to stop thinking in kind of the next 12 months and start thinking in the next five years and 10 years. And when I started doing that, my life looked different. Like, I didn't have that life, but I was like, oh. So to give you an example, uh, on Sunday tomorrow, I'm going to look at an apartment that looks out to Rangitoto, the harbour, and it's high up, and it's like, Luke's had that in his head that one day, that will be the go. And I could afford that now if I wanted to, if I choose to. But speaking with my partner, we're like, you know what, it's probably not the right time. And let's let's not let's not do that. So we've basically decided we're not going to do it. But I said, look, let's still go because one day mm. we are going to be able to do that. So if we go, nah, fuck it, let's just not go have a look. We're not going to get to taste what that life looks like or could feel like for that. Even if it's for fifteen minutes to go, what does it feel like to be in that room to look so out like that? For you to think like that, that means you have uh, hope and certainty about your future. Hundred percent, yeah. And I'm like, we will. I said to her, when we are ready, we will have that. Like, so the 
Yeah. So the problem with the people that complain about tall poppy syndrome and the reason they're doing that is because they don't. So they don't they have hope, hope and certainty. So they need. They think that the government or whoever or whatever needs to do that for them. So how do we teach people to have more hope and certainty? I guess I guess that's it's really hard during an uh, inflation is evil. Yeah, it's right it's just now. probably the, yeah probably the hardest time to give people that right. Yeah, it's also one of the while the governments are in this mood and we're in an inflationary period <clears throat> for people that are struggling with like hope and certainty. There's gonna be businesses and stuff that will fail, and. As bad as it sounds, it's a good thing. There's been a whole lot of uh, free money washed over a whole lot of people that probably wouldn't have survived without it if times had kept going without the lockdowns and shit. There's a whole lot of stuff that was leveraged up. It was on edge anyway, and we're due for a, a flush. Yeah. So that, that's a natural business cycle, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. due for a flush. Yeah. And. For people that don't have hope and certainty, it's really hard, But and inflation sucks, and the cost of living sucks, but we're about to go into a period where there's going to be heaps of opportunity come up. Yeah. Um, there's going to be... Over the last two years, people have been... Employees have been skipping companies because there's 10 grand over here, and... Uh, one hour less per day over here, and just been chopping and changing, and employers are going to look after the people that didn't do that to them mm. when it gets hard. And the in-and-out ones aren't going to get treated as good because employers have feelings too. Yeah. And if if you can portray to an employer or someone you want to learn from or anything that, that you can have those characteristics in a time like this, you're going to get an upper, upper hand. Um, and there's going to be a whole lot of doors open because a whole lot of people... Are gonna lose, I think, gonna lose their jobs. Yeah, or it will get tighter. Like, as in, um, how do I explain it? Shit, I think it's just gonna be. There's gonna be heaps of opportunity there. More, more competitive. Yeah, or, or and you just have to. You just have to give it heaps now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already like I'm starting to practice the hustle because I try and think. As an example, I think I said to you earlier on. You know, there's so many businesses who COVID hit and they fired up their email list. Mm. Like, you know what? Let's email all our customers. And it's just like, bang, bang, bang. Oh, the alert. And it's just like, this is bullshit. We know that you're just warming us up to then try and sell some product in the next couple of weeks. Fair enough. But then it stopped. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, Mm. roll it through. Build this into and create discipline out Mm. of it. And I'm starting to look at some tactics that we can help clients with and even ourselves, and go right out. When it does get harder, we already we're six months ahead by building in the habits now that we're going to need. Um, and I do think you're right. I think it's going to get harder. So then you need to start practicing some of the things now that are going to help you. And it could be, as an example, yesterday I brought some boots. And often, if I buy things, so if I buy something and it comes into the house, something has to go. So if it's a t-shirt, one in, one out. And usually, I take it to the clothing bin. But Yesterday, I'm like, okay, with boots, I'm like, they can go on Facebook Marketplace, mm. and I'll try and collect a 50 or a 25. Do I really need that 25 or that 50? Mm, probably not, but like, I don't know. Maybe I will need it in six mm. months, or maybe it's like, cool, you know, now I can get an extra haircut. 
or something, but it gives me options, but it teaches me a good habit. When I leave my apartment and drive out to go onto the road, there's a guy, and he's got a sign, and, and he sees a car coming, he's like, oh, I've got to get my sign up, and it says, change, thank you. And I want to get the sign and flip it around and be like, read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Because how long do you want to collect change for and say thank you before you realize, like, I've got to change? I've mm. got to change my strategy. Like, when, is your, when does this game of collecting change change before you decide, okay, I'm not doing this anymore, it's going to change? But I think it's like a really powerful, I'm like, does this dude realize the sign that he's written? But I'm, like, I'm probably thinking like a 1% to thinking, okay, simplistically, this dude needs to change his game or think about how he's going to change it at some stage where he's probably just thinking, give me your fucking change so I can get through today. Mm. Um, but yeah, like eventually I saw, there's a good video of how a, uh, someone helped a busker collect more money faster. And they basically then said they got, and they got more money than they'd ever been given. And the person that helped them was like, sweet. So now the longer you stay here, you're going to get more cash and you're going to be able to then go buy some things you wouldn't have had like um, clothes for an interview, et cetera, and you can really change your life. Mm. But the person collecting the money was like, no, no, I now I only need to stay here till like lunchtime compared to till 5 p.m. Because they keep their life the same, but they just, because they achieve the same amount. So that their expectations are only like here versus actually going to a different level. Yep, 100%. I think... Um, <clears throat> The other thing we have is like the internet and I think you have to be a little bit careful with uh, like I can get my financial advice from a billionaire. True. And that's different to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like we were saying earlier, Ray, Ray Dalio, cash is trash. Mm. Um, not true if you've got $200. Yeah, that's, that's a price position, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't go and buy Tesla stock if you have $200. Mm. You know, like, you've got some stuff to do before then. So I think just managing uh, different levels and expectations, and the same rings true, eh? I think um, the mindset thing's so important. And we're going to have an opportunity for people that, are probably lower down or middle class and they want to take it up to the next level, like you're going to have a period now of, of a year or two where you can take market share. You might not get paid for you in return for the effort you put in, but it will come out over the next five years. Yeah. And you just have to commit to it. So even, you know, say you're an employee, for instance, now's the time to be thinking, how can I add more value to this business? How can I... You know, show them that I'm doing well and that I'm willing to do extra. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, because those people are going to get really remunerated yep. when times get good again. Yeah. Um, and people don't forget that sort of stuff, right? Fuck no. No. If, if, a, if a boss of a company ends up doing really well five years from now, absolutely he'll look after the people that helped him for the previous five years. Yeah. It's... it's I would. Yeah. So I guess in summary in New Zealand, we're going into a time where interest is going to be more expensive. So therefore debt and mortgages are going to be more costly. Everything's more expensive. <coughs> Costs are going up. 
and there's pressure for wages to go up, but even if they do, they're probably not going to match inflation, so then your real purchasing terms are not actually increasing, mm. um, and there may be house prices going down, and those people that have invested into sharesies, for instance, over the last 12 months are probably going, why the fuck did I do that? That pink app looks so exciting. Now it sucks when I log into it, yeah. and you're going to feel less wealthy, you're going to feel like you've got less, um, and the... The commentary out there is probably going to be negative and you're just going to be sitting in this going, geez, what's the point? I think, I don't know if it was Warren Buffett or whatever, and it, it's an investing term <clears throat> and it doesn't mean you should invest if if you don't have money to invest, but it's a way to treat all sorts of th- parts of life and I think business as well. He said, actually it might have been Jamie Dimon at JP Morgan, um, when there's blood on the streets, it's time to basically make it. Yeah, like that's the time when you buy up everything. So basically, what he what he's saying is, when share markets hit the floor, go and buy up everything because yeah. it'll all come back. And human nature. <laughs> yeah, we're a gritty seven billion bunch, and we won't let the we won't just turn off the planet and vanish. Yeah, like in five years, everything will be going again. So go and pick it all up while everyone's scared. So stack some coin if you can. Yeah, okay. So cash is trash is a a thing if you've got ca- heaps of cash mm. and you're trying to protect your wealth. If you don't have wealth, then save money and get ready and make sure you have the ability to go take risk in the future because when the good times come, you can go and do things. And our cash is trash because it's worthless because inflation's here, so therefore it's becoming worthless. And my hundred grand at the start of the year, ten grand, one grand, whatever it is, is worthless. Should we open the inflation barrel? <laughs> it's going to be worthless at the end of the year, right? Yeah, inflation is evil. I I really don't like inflation, and it it comes from effectively policymakers, um, whether they're the Reserve Bank or the government. Basically, I mean, the Reserve Bank is the one that makes more money. Um, when you say makes more money, do you mean like prints more money, puts more money into supply, or like actually? Technically, the retail banks make more money, like more profit, or, or <laughs> make, make 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 more money in circulation. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, the Reserve Bank has tools and things that controls how much they can do that, but. Um, like if if you buy your ha- buy my house off me, and you borrow eight hundred thousand dollars to do that, that's new money. I get it. And now there's eight hundred thousand dollars. And if I didn't have a mortgage to pay back, then I'll go and spend it, and that's new money that's into the system and creates inflation. So over the last couple of years, when mortgage rates went to the floor, and everyone was like, "Wow, houses are going up," and everyone's yeah. taking out mortgages because they could because the banks said, "Go and give it. Give, we're going to give out cheap as money because the Reserve Bank said we can. They're the controller. Now we're feeling the effect of it, and it's going to be shitty, eh? Yeah, um, because people, uh, people that bought a house in twenty twenty one or maybe even twenty twenty two, and the value's gone up and everything, they're going to hurt when when their interest rates come up. Um, but in the back of their mind, that they're probably still okay because they're like, oh, my house went up 200 grand, you know, it provides this confidence thing. Mm. Um, and people that didn't do it, their coffee's just gone from $5 to 650 So yeah. if you're renting and 
paycheck to paycheck and you just want a couple of little things, maybe takeaways on a Friday night and that's gone up, you're like, fuck, this is niggly. Well, yeah. fuel. Yes. Fuel is insane. Yeah. I've been scooting room, mate. Yeah, I think yes. it's like $2.20 to $3.50. I don't even know what the price is now. It seems to be going up so fast. Even They're removing the taxes and they're just it's going it up still. Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... In, inflation is evil and the, the reason they did it and the Reserve Bank has talked about it and they call it the path of least regrets and they think the, it was they had the least regrets about making this happen because the other option was deflation and uh, debt repayment failure and insolvency and all this stuff and Job collapsing losses. and yeah, yeah. wage uh, people not paying their staff and people not paying their landlords and all that all kind of, of stuff and maybe yeah yeah, so that, that's if they didn't put stimulus in it in terms of resurgent support payments, wage subsidies, even even cheap debt. Yeah, like cheap debt, cheap debt even yeah. more than Mortgage the than the fiscal holidays. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of that stuff, yeah, mortgage repayment sort of delays and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I mean that's gone now. I think they could have started raising rates at the end of. Well, early 2021, we saw what was happening with house prices. Mm. Everyone was talking about the ripping economy. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember looking at the numbers. I think looking at them, it was really good, and the forecasts were really good and everything, and everyone was still a bit worried about tourism and everything, which is, I mean, it's still not come back. Like Maybe in a year or so, we might see something. Um, so I think they could have changed tack earlier. But this is what we're going to feel over the next, or now and the next year, maybe 18 months or whatever, it's because of that. Yeah. So it's um, taken a long time to get here. And it sucks if you didn't make heaps of money in the last two years, because basically you've just been punished. Yeah. And that's what they call the K-shaped recovery, right? So like, the top got richer and the poor got poorer because the gap got bigger. Yeah. Um, And that's what everyone's hating on at the moment, and you see the Greens talking about it, and... I mean, labour, you hear them hinting at a wealth tax and all this yeah. kind of shit. Um, and they've helped fuel it. They've all helped fuel it, though. Like, their yeah, decisions. We're, we're now paying the price, right? We're now paying the price for the decisions. Yeah, I massively disagree with how they're handling it now, but also, like, National, fuck, I haven't heard anything out of them that says they're any better. So nah, how to fix it. I doubt that. I'd just... Fucking all, they're all fucking idiots. So <laughs> you could have sorted it yourself. Yeah. yeah. So you just don't trust any of them. You know, like um, it's a it's a interesting problem, and you and you personally, for a person, you can't get out of it unless you do it yourself. Mm. Um, and it's harder to get out of it, like starting to get out of it now, than it was maybe ten years ago, and less inflation and all that. But just start. Yeah, because it'll only get worse. <laughs> and I guess, like you said before, we've got the internet now, right? So you can Google, how can I make an extra $100? How can I make Fuck an extra $200? And there's just people that, there's just, there's literally demos on how to do that. And you'll go like, fuck, how did I not think to Google this or to YouTube it and, and, and actually try? It's like, I've got some savings. Um, and because I've, I have the internet access to things, I'm like, where do I want to just protect savings if I want to leave it for a year because I know we're an inflationary fuck-up and we're not going to make more money while the cost of things are going up. 
I did some research and I looked into a few things and I found out that oil's really good in these types of environments, especially with uh, certain supply chain fuck-ups in Russia and shit. Yeah. So, like, I've got, like, a little savings account in oil. Mm. Sitting in Sharesies, it's yeah. just like a bank account, like ANZ I would have, or Westpac or BNZ or whatever, but it's oil. I had a look this morning, mate, not to brag. Mine's up 117%. <laughs> you know? My main freight's down 20, but... Uh, but you know, it's it's you start to learn like, oh, this is diversification. Mm. Okay, I'm glad I put that money in there. And when I was thinking about this a year, so you ago. might have something that's up 117 percent. You might have something that's down 15, 50 percent. I'm still net across my portfolio up eight or 12 percent. And inflation seven, so you're up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's all these little things that you can learn. And I'm, pr- I talk to people, but most of my shit comes from the internet, eh? Mm. Um, Same. And being inquisitive about how things work yeah um i don't i guess we've got access to pretty average chat in new zealand in i terms want of yeah i want i want more and more people in new zealand to to use youtube and and these sources like the internet and learn about economics and financial well-being and keep the change and all this kind of stuff um because then you really understand how full of shit our politicians are yeah both sides Oh, yeah. and just do your own thing. Get stuck into it. Um, don't worry about them. Don't let it worry you. Don't don't want them for anything. And then try and be care, a contributor. Don't care if they do anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's a cool place to get to. To actually, like, it always sucks because you're like, okay, well, then is this just going to get squandered? But you're like, okay, wouldn't it be a better goal to be a net contributor rather than someone sitting there going, what's in the budget for me? Like, which mindset do you ultimately want to get to for the rest of your life? Do you want to try and help pay for the budget, or do you want to every year go, what's in this for me? Yeah. You know, one of those... I've heard you talk about this before. Like, I just... I don't think I've ever heard a budget and been like, oh, I wish I got this out of it. Yeah. You can't... If you act like that, then you'll always be disappointed. Yeah. Consistently from every government, left, right... Center up, down, yeah. like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I guess that when you start studying people overseas and even here and like learning on YouTube, it, it just takes you, I think, a step closer to feeling like you are in more control. And even looking at my journey, I was, I would be at work listening to entrepreneurs and I would be saying like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. It just seemed like fashionable and cool. Um, and then I'd be like, okay, how am I actually going to do this one day? And I just thought it might just happen for me and someone was going to tap me on the shoulder at work and be like, hey, mate, um, it's time. You know, you can be an entrepreneur from tomorrow. Just uh, <laughs> We've got it all sorted for you. We'll explain how it works. And I'm like, when is this person turning up? And they don't. Uh, but when I finally got to the time where I was like, okay, I've got to have a crack at this, I had been prepping myself for, for years, but I'd been watching these other people that had been successful and doing things and I felt like, okay, there is, like, you can get in control of some of these things in your life or your income or what your day looks like. Or, you have to act. Yeah, but it takes you actually doing the doing, of course. Mm. It doesn't just happen. But I guess not, not everyone has the aspirations that you might have or that I might have or, or want the things that we might have. But, you've, again, like we said before, you've got to start with what you want and then figure out, okay, what actions are going to help you get there. And who cares if it's... 10 years like wouldn't you rather it take 10 years and learn what you learn in the process rather than just be like oh it didn't happen in a year bugger this you know we had a real estate agent in here this week and they were seven years into their craft and I just thought how cool you know Mm. 
And the cool thing is that their boss said to them when they started, hey, in year seven, she's all you just coast from there and you decide how hard you want to push it. And I thought, wow, you know, most people would go at year one, two, or three, like, fuck this, this is too hard. I don't want to, like, it's the same she's thing. She's become a journeyman. Yeah, it's the same thing every week. Mm. Like, it's literally the same tasks, and then you've just got to figure out how to squeeze the 1% out of it. But to do that for seven years, but it just shows that if you find a craft in New Zealand and, like, work at it and have stickability, then it's possible. You can get There's above the stuff here that you can do and do yeah. really good if you just stick to it. If you were, uh, if you woke up naked tomorrow seven a.m. in uh, Fiordland, mate, how would how would you make it back? Like, how what would you do? That's Everything was taken question. from you. <laughs> what, what, what would you have a crack at to try and become a millionaire? Well, but you've still got your knowledge. If I've still got my knowledge, yeah. So I'm the same as I am now, but I've just woken up with zero nude. money, zero yeah. nude in the middle of nowhere. I'd probably, I'd probably. Um, stand in the middle of a, not hitchhike I'd stand in the middle of the road and make a car stop yeah um, get some clothes <laughs> good smart yeah um, but if I started from nothing I mean I'd get to the nearest town and f- walk down the main road and find where the most people are and just go start talking to them mm. um, I'd think I'd try and find a certain people before I mean you'd need to make a dollar um, but I'd try and find certain people as quick as I could. People. Yeah, people. Strangers. Yeah. yeah. Strangers. Who, who, I mean, I, I, do, I do this all the time. <laughs> it's just a um, real common thing to do. <laughs> shit to think about if I was naked. <laughs> <laughs> How would I do it? Not like that. I, yeah. Like I <clears throat> was walking down the top of the road here before, yeah. and I was looking at the infrastructure of the fire station. I looked inside and I was like, oh, yeah, they're Scanvia trucks. They've come from... Overseas, and I was looking at the garage doors and like looking at the engineering of how they work, and they've got certain things. And I just I'd try and find the contacts of the people who were making the money. Yeah, follow the money. Yeah, so I'd go into a little town in Fiordland and be like, "Who's the richest person here? Go meet me. Let me would, talk to them. I would love to borrow your shorts and t-shirt and host a tour of. Well, the, who do you, who do you like? Who's the most liked person in the town? Mm. Why is that? Nice. Start the conversation. I don't know. Yeah, and then go and try and find them. And add value in some way. Yeah, like I want to talk to you. Um, I'm not naked anymore. I've just got some clothing. <laughs> yeah. And I want to find out about what you do and, and why and why that works here. And then think about it and how you can help them. How you can help them. There it is. Mm. Brilliant. I had it's a really compl- important not to be selfish on that kind of thing. Yeah. You've got to think about giving, right? Like giving yeah. more value. Make sure that you're providing more than is coming the other way. Mm. Well, there's that perception there at least. Had a young fella in here this week and they actually emailed once they left and they, they said, I feel really bad, like this relationship's quite one-sided and you guys are giving me a lot and I'm not adding much value. And I said, mate, it's, it's not about that. Like, we don't need anything from you. This mm. is about us helping you because in the future, you're going to be a better participant in the economy for clients, for all sorts. And we're just trying to help you because we know you can add value and we don't really care if we get anything back. But there will be no doubt something that comes of that karma. But... Interesting, another conversation I had this week. But if someone thinks like that and they have that awareness about yes. this whole situation. The value is going to come yeah, back at some exactly. stage. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's like a that's a green tick for Luke. Yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah, he's he's there's something coming later on. You're like, Oh yeah, that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was having a conversation with someone in a region and they're an accountant 
and they said, oh, I've been, uh, I've been offered this sort of opportunity. And I said, what do you even want to do that? And I said, you don't, you don't want to do that. And they said, no, nah, it's for this opportunity that comes off the back of accepting this opportunity. And basically, long story short, it was uh, like a digital marketing type opportunity. And what they've realised is in that region, no one's servicing these people with digital marketing. And he's like, great, I can build the partnership where if they need that, then I can plug the gap. And the clients, his clients think, you're amazing because you're solving two things for me, accounting and digital marketing. And uh, he's just like, fuck, outsource the lot to to, some, to a region where they do do it and everyone's happy. Man. And he's just plugged a gap. And, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess knowing that you could go, say you're like an out-and-out hustler, like you could, what you could do is you, you can look at a region and go, what? Now you go and find all the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the gaps? <laughs> What's not being serviced here? And you go and ask business owners, hey, you know, if you could have one service in this town or region, what is it that's not happening here? Um, and we can apply that back to a personal level. You go around the neighbourhood. How could I help? This what happened it? to me in the mortgage game. Yeah? Like this exact thing. This, I, because I became a bit of a student of New Zealand economics, which is basically property. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I dug in deeper than that. And then I started watching, even before the pandemic, um, I worked out how interest rates work and all that kind of shit. But then I started hearing this new build thing. And about how they need more supply, and I think the whole thing's a load of shit. We can talk. Well, we can talk about it a little bit, but basically, housing supply and how it's a shortage is a bit of bullshit. It's the supply of credit. <laughs> um, but I, I listened to this narrative growing and growing and growing, and then there was a bank talking about it and all this, and I was like, I need to become a pro at the lending for this. Yeah, and my bo- my business grew twice as fast as every other person because I put the effort in found the the gap that you know for a mortgage broker if you're going to do a mortgage for someone and the house isn't built for 12 months you don't get paid for 12 months so that's a shitty deal for a mortgage broker because they want the incentive wise yeah why would you wait for 12 months when you could go to open homes on the weekend Mm. Um, but I noticed that this was coming and was like I can stuff my pipeline with a year in advance worth of work and yeah now it's happened and it's a rolling thing every year so that's but that's the same thing finding a niche like you put effort into something it kind of came up accidentally in a way but you noticed it you work on it squeeze it and squeeze it yeah so it's delaying gratification right because you're delaying getting paid 100 percent yeah, I write that down because I've got a little... Uh, Delaying gratification is the biggest thing and that's why I think inflation is evil because it takes that away from people. Yeah, okay. Let's dig into that because I write down on my pad, I have two words written at the top right corner, delay gratification, to try and remind myself of like why that's so important. So why, why does inflation take away our ability to delay gratification? Because if you earned $100,000 and put it in your savings account today, next year that's worth 6.9% less. So it's still $100,000 in, in number terms. Mm. But I go and buy my haircuts. If you could buy a BMW for 100000 this year, you might have to, you, might, you won't be able to afford that BMW next year because your $100,000 is now $93,000 and it had a $100,000 ticket price on it. Yeah. So these, these inflation, inflation takes away the ability someone to delay their gratification by saving up it steals it it taxes it gotcha gotcha so 
if you want to say to yourself, right, I've got a plan. I just need I just need a, a certain amount of savings to get this business off the ground or, you know, there's some great examples of this back in the day when money was less inflationary with like the Wright brothers and <laughs> building yeah. fucking flying yeah. before that was shit was invented, light wow. bulbs, all this yeah. kind of stuff. But basically delaying gratification so entrepreneurs could get going and they weren't, coming up short on time because they were allowed to save and the money that they put under their mattress $100,000 a year ago was still $100,000 a year later. Yeah. Now, that's not the case. So if you save 100 grand and it's 90 grand next year and then all of a sudden <laughs> if the inflation rate stays the same, it doesn't go to to 80 grand, it goes to 78. Jesus. And then it compounds and then it goes, and then all of a sudden in five years or, or eight years, it's worth 50. Yeah. It's co- still called 100. Yeah. But the amount that it that, it, that it's worth is 50. So my Beamer's probably by that stage costing Zero. me 150K, but it's costing like way more. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So the I'm rolling up with my Hundy. I'm like, had a Hundy last year, had a Hundy now. And they're like, sorry, mate, 110 now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry. So, yeah. And that steals delayed gratification away from people. Which yeah. is evil because you think you're doing the right thing. Because you, because and you should be rewarded, rightfully so, uh, rewarded for not blowing it on consumer shit. Yes, you should be rewarded for being sensible and disciplined and putting effort into it, um, and and <laughs> being able to go and do those things later on. That's, mm. I mean, that's fucking. It's, it's, it's a beautiful picture, right? If you went and knuckled down for five years because you really wanted to to buy a certain car or a house or whatever, and then you got it, that's awesome. But imagine getting to the five years and you're like, fuck, it's five years away again. Yeah, that's, that's what inflation uh, is. And that's probably what's happened for a lot of people with housing recently. And that takes away the hope part I was talking about earlier. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I really dislike it. And then we start seeing people steal more. Ram steal more. And Cut corners, cheat. Government's giving out more money, and yeah. it's just shit. Then, what's ugly, I guess, is that we've kind of taught everyone the reverse of delayed gratification because we're like, "Here's your pay by lay by. Here's your bloody credit card. Here's your access to credit. Oh, you don't, you don't need two hundred bucks to buy this." I think it's because of that's how the monetary system works, and we all live on on debt constantly. We have to roll it over into the next thing, into the next thing, and the next thing. Yeah, um, and it's. It, now, because of how it is, it's really hard to get ahead without debt. Yes. Um, like imagine, imagine these days, in the early 1900s, you could save up and save up and save up your whole life. You could just go to work your whole life, save up and then retire. Yeah. And then not worry. You didn't have to invest. You didn't have to, you know, do any of this shit. Like think me thinking about fucking using oil as a savings account. Yeah. Like this I could just podcast. go to work, do my work. Yeah. Now you have to be a really good worker, a a really good worker. Like a part time, a part timer is forty hours, a full timer is sixty hours, and like a boss is eighty. Yeah. And then you also have to be an investor now, because your money loses its value so quickly in bank accounts Jeez. because of inflation. So there's all these compounding things that take away basically your. But you worked and 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 spent energy on earning this hundred thousand dollars, and then in five years it's taken away from you or or half its value or whatever because of inflation. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, 
that's really hard to hope for. Gnarly stuff. And no one, no government goes like, inflation's really bad. We're gonna, we're gonna make your money worth more. Yeah, never, <laughs> because they have debt too, and they need inflation to pay off their current debt, and it rolls over and over and over and over. So, I guess for you, you are investing in things like oil, for instance, to to try and protect some wealth and cash. But then you're investing in business, yeah. Because, so because it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm. I think if I was in the last time, it was weird in like 2008 and stuff, and I was just a PAYE employee, I would have tried to just pay down debt and put some savings aside. Um, now I have a business company, employees. Um, and the biggest return, like if you think about percentage returns on oil, like I might protect my savings with a 10 or maybe a 20 or a 30% return or something if I'm lucky mm. and beat inflation. But if I grow my business, I could grow it 100%. Yes. So thinking in those terms, like I don't really give a fuck about the protecting <laughs> of the savings, you know, like yeah. it's way more important. Like it's way more important to grow my income much faster than inflation yeah. than protecting my wealth. I don't have enough wealth at the moment. Like, I'm not a wealthy person. Mm. Um, one day, yeah, maybe, like if I'm not working anymore and I've made my wealth and I've, let's say I've got $10 million lying around in cash, that oh. would be stupid to leave in the bank account. You mm. know, do stuff, more stuff about it then. But right now it's just business growth. I guess there'd be people thinking, well, I don't have a business so I can't do that. So we'd say, well, I would say, and I'm sure you'd agree, Find ways at this time to invest in yourself as well. Learn another skill. Learn how you can add more value to your business. Mm. Learn where the economy's going, where uh, your industry might be going, and try and get ahead of it and show some initiative. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to talk to your boss and yeah, find out like if you if you think you want to stay at the company you're at and you're employed, you should probably talk to the to the big boy and just be like, right, I want a plan for the next five years. Yeah, but you have to go to them with something. Yeah, like you have to go to them and be like, "This is what I want. Can we talk about how to, I can do it? Because mm. if I can't do it here, I'm going to go find somewhere that I'm going to do it." But you have to be also prepared to do it. You know, like you've got to really think about this stuff. Yeah, and, and ask what they want, and and you've got to figure out, okay, how can I help contribute towards that and help them get there faster? Mm. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a common goal. But even just like staying healthy and staying fit. Because as things get harder, like people sort of drop out Stay the back of the sharp. race. Yeah, it's just you know running it, running Not a race for an easy road. Yeah, and like eventually it just kind of weeds out the people that can't keep up. And you want to try and be the person that can stay with the pack. You don't need like you don't maybe you don't even need to win the race. You just need to like this. Maybe just not who you are. But you've got to figure out okay, how can I not be part of the pack that just drops off and then eventually starts walking and goes, "Oh fuck this! I'm just not even going to finish the race." I think. Um all of the above, eh? I think it's uh it's gonna be a pretty hard time. I'm I'm pretty confident we'll be in a recession by the end of the year. I don't know. So we need two quarters of negative growth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean who gives a fuck about that? They printed so much money if it's like if it's if it's one percent GDP growth, you know it's fucking a recession. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. They yeah. inflated everything by so much. Like, if you're at 1%, how the fuck are you at 1% after that much shit that's going to be pumped into the system, you know? So, yeah. It's going to um, feel hard because that's not happening anymore. And that's been just the fact that that's been taken out of it. Like, that's not continuing anymore. We'll be like, oh, 
Someone I know we both listen to. Mm. Legend. Heard something great today. He said that if you think about it, say your landlord knocks on the door and goes, you owe us $300. Where the fuck's my cash? You will go, I will find you that 300 bucks Every time. But we can't do it for ourselves. We don't think, you know what? I might just go and make an extra 300 bucks this weekend. Mm. We're willing to sacrifice more for other people than we are for ourselves. And when he explained that, I thought, wow, you know, it's true. And it goes back as well to that thing where we will always fight to keep the things we've got compared to the effort that we'll put in to get the things that we don't have. I can remember having no, no money and blitzing my paycheck on the day I got paid and then making it to the next paycheck. Yeah. You can make shit happen. You can. Yeah. You find solutions, you get creative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's part of that saving 40% of your income. If you can get into that habit, that helps you start to figure out, like, okay, how am I actually going to do this? And I actually really like Alex Hormozzi's model about saving cash Yeah, versus, like, the Elon Musk spend everything into your business or Ray Dalio cash is trash yeah um, I think Alex's stuff comes from like a very realistic like he literally made everything from having zero yeah and it's very new he's only made 60 million or whatever a number of stupid number it is in like four or five years and he's like documented about everything and how and you can't do it without having savings no he's got a good even training if inflation, video too. even if inflation is fucking you you need to have some. Yeah. yeah. He's got a good training video sitting there uh, on YouTube. If people want that, then get in touch. I'll dig it out. But uh, he's training his staff around getting financially free. Mm. It's always interesting to see people's different approaches. Um, one of the things I was listening to during the week too is that often our success around money and finance and goals and shit comes back to our psychology around it. So if we believe that you know it's not possible, well then you know it's probably not going to be possible for you. And it's just like as simple as that. If you if you hold on to these beliefs of like, okay, well, it's only for people that are in that neighborhood or whatever, then, you know, that's, you're, you're basically stopping yourself. You need to create like an asymmetric return for yourself, right? So if you think that it's impossible for you to get out of the situation that you're in or, or make a million dollars or anything like that, then it's impossible. Because if you think that way, you're never going to do anything about it. Yeah. But if you think it's, it is it is possible to get out of it, then there's a chance. I'll fucking take those odds over zero. Yeah. So give it, like go. You're gonna. You're why gonna why would looking. you not take a one percent chance of getting out of the shit over zero? Yeah. Take that all day. You're gonna go start looking for ways to do it. That's that's one thing I always keep my eyes open to is like how do people justify the decisions they make? Like especially people that are really successful and things that are. I was taught were like a waste of money or that's, you know, don't do that or whatever. I always think, well, okay, well, there's people doing it, so then how do they justify or make sense of doing that? And I was at a lunch recently where the bottle of wine cost 800 bucks. Fuck me. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just sort of thinking, who buys this shit? Like, what the fuck? You know? But it's just eye-opening, and you don't want to get caught in that. I used to would have been like, this is ridiculous, like this could be... And I'm still thinking like that, but I'm like, they don't care. They're not thinking like that. They've outgrown mm. that. Like, they, to them, it's value to them. So they, they're going to do that. And it's just, you know, you can either, again, like, hate on them or be like, this is ridiculous or whatever. And That's a good question to ask yourself, actually. If you're, if you're in a situation and you're thinking about doing something 
I use this. I remember when I was when we back in the days when I was making forty grand and my where is it the family rental car company, and we're having a problem with customers or whatever damaging cars, and then one day I thought, what would budget rental cars do? The biggest in the world. Yeah. In this scenario, and I don't know why I thought it, and I've actually heard Alex say it recently, and he's like, what would Warren Buffett do here? Wow. In a situation. Because he's been approached with something, and instead of just kicking it and giving up, what would Warren? How would Warren Buffett approach this? Or if if I was ninety mm. years old and I'm about to die, and I look back at this moment in time, how would how would I have liked to have seen that go then? Yeah, wow, that's, that's a good powerful. that's a good way to look at things, eh? Yeah, I've it's really hard to remind yourself and train yourself to do that. Yes. Really hard because you're really caught up. You that. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to teach yourself that. I think teach, I taught myself a thing called ERO. Uh, e plus R equals O. So O is the outcome, right? Yeah. Energy. O. Event. Event. Yeah. Plus your reaction. Gotcha. Equals the outcome. Nice. The never fail formula. Yeah. So I got taught this by one of my mates, Sam Boyd, back when I was like 20. So I've been using it for years. And E plus R equals O. So you've you've had an event happen, and then you fast forward to the outcome you want, and then you choose how you react. Nice. It's a really quick, simple one. And And it's kind of the same as like, what would Warren Buffett do? Often we can't control the event, we can control the reaction to the event. You, You can never control the event. No. But if you want an outcome, you can control how you react to it to the mm. event. And wow. yeah, that's it's a really good way to do that's things. I like to roll the old formula of thinking, would the person I'm becoming do this? Or would the person that I'll be in five years' time make this decision? Because often like we can delay doing things that Similar we know. Thing, yeah. You're like, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm stuck. Like yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I should do this. And it's like, well, fast forward five years, would you do it? Yep. And you're like, fuck, I should probably... Should probably take the risk. Mm. I should probably have a crack. Yeah. Yeah. Or it gets you doing shit. Yeah. And like, okay, you might think, okay, in five years' time, I want to have $10,000 saved. Well, to get there, does that person that you're becoming, do they need to knock on that door next door and go, hey, mm. I want to mow your lawns. Have you got a 50 for me? You're not going to get the 10 grand if you're not doing it. So you've got to start to think, okay, what are the actions I need to do mm. to get me there? And you know, like, I still have to practice this. You know, I rung a client, a prospective client, who's just like, went cold, no. And I'm like, mate, can I have five minutes of your time? He said, yep. So I rang him, and I just said, mate, I just want to learn. I'm trying to collect feedback. I'm trying to figure out what I could have done differently or what happened. What happened between you getting off the phone, keen as, mm. to you emailing me three days later, being like, you know what, I'm just going to sit on this. And I got to learn, like, a bit more. And it's like, I don't really want to make that call. Mm. And, like, do I want to keep doing that? Well, not really, but like I'm going to do it because I'm trying to learn. And I'm like, okay, if I can change my closing rate by 1% over a five-year window, fuck. Starts compounding. Very quickly. Mm. And you've got to start doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. One thing that I do every morning um, is, is have a cold shower. Do I want to have a cold shower? No. But I have a cold shower because I flick it to cold because I remind myself, actually, I'm in control of this. And there's going to be a time during the day where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that but I don't want to get under this shower. But if I start in the morning by going, get your carcass under that cold shower, then I'm probably more statistically likely that at some stage later in the day when I don't want to do something, I'm going to be more in control than if I went, nah. And 
If you don't do hard shit, life sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, hard stuff is hard. Yeah, going but, through shit. But, like, easy stuff fucking makes you depressed. Yeah? Yeah. It's like, if shit's always easy, like... It's boring. Yeah. You're not like, growing. You're not, you're not stretching. You don't have... When you, when, you, when you set your mind to something and then you get it done, um, simple shit, like... Like, okay, uh, for me, real simple shit. Like, I'll wash my car on mm-hmm. the weekend because I, I really want a fucking nice car when I turn up on Monday. And sometimes it comes to the weekend and I'm like, fuck, it still looks pretty good. No one really can see what I can see. Yeah. I'm like, no, you have to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, if you don't, I've not done it. <laughs> yeah. And on Monday, I'll walk up to my car after work and be like, fuck, it's dirty, eh? fucks you off and you feel shit. Yeah. That's like one little tiny thing yeah. that I did, didn't do that was, it's, it, it, it's not even hard, but doing doing things constantly that are against your will. Yes. Give a sense of achievement and you feel better about life. Yeah. It's a fucking fact. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck it works in your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just how it works. But you, yeah, and you start to get ahead of the pack quite quickly too because... We're all kind of going the other way. We were like, I don't want to do things I don't want to do. You know, most people are like, well, why would I do that? I don't want to do it. And that's kind of just like what society accepts now. You're like, oh, yeah, well, if you don't want to, don't do something you don't want to do, mate. Fuck, that's where I sit. Yeah. You want to do the shit you don't want to do. The reason there's a mortgage broking industry is because of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's all going. Um, Yeah. it's 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 a hard thing to try and practice, but I think it's very useful, especially in when things aren't going well for you in your life and it could be you lose your job during a recession or it just gets harder out there or whatever but if you can actually dig in and mm. still get up and fight every day and, and, and you know jump Doing in the cold shower hard, yeah. hard shit ends up being quite fun yeah yeah I got a couple of things on at the moment that are hard and it's fucking fun because I'm used to it now but I've done a couple of business purchases and negotiations over the last sort of year and the harder they get and the more I guess uh, it feels like they're getting to explosion point. The yeah. closer you are to getting to the deal. Yeah. It's fun. Love it. Yeah, it's just a game. Have fun. Hour 10 deep here, mate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Did we, did we cover what's going on out there? So inflation's evil. There's nothing we can do about it. So we've, got to, we've just got to fucking go for it. We've got to dig in. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I, next time when I come back, we'll talk more about a few factual things. Okay. Because we've sort of been a bit philosophical. Yeah, we here. have, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully inspirational for the people out there. Hopefully. Yeah. Some good, like, these little things sound like they're not big, but they turn into, like, you see them play out in other areas of your life. Like, even when you flick a shower to cold, because, say... As an example, I went to um, Queenstown. Fuck, do you know how cold the water is down there? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, time to have my cold shower. And I flick it on my cold. Whoa, 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 what the fuck is going on down here? I'm like, somebody better call the mayor. This is... And I'm like, step back and I'm like, you know what? Like, nah, we don't really, that's a little bit different to what I'm used to. Straight off the mountain. And then I'm like, hang on, mate, get your ass back under there. And you're like forcing yourself to do it. But... 
you start to get used to the things you don't want to do, but then you get put into a different situation mm. and you start to you start to see it play out in other areas of your life. And so you might think, oh, having a cold shower like this is not going to make a difference. But it's it's what you learn through consistently doing some of these things or even just being grateful at the end of the day or going, you know what, like my my um, my workmate is an asshole and really fucks me off, but I don't want to come to work in a negative environment, so I'm just going to be like way too nice to them and I'm just going to kill it with positivity. Or one thing that I had to get used to, mate, I used to worry that I'd open my inbox and a client would be like, I'm out. And I'd be like, fuck, and I'd be so gutted. Mm. And like it wasn't happening. And I'm mm. like, okay, I need to A, stop talk, like thinking like this, and then B, like when it does happen, I'm like, sweet, like, the faster we can move on, the mm. better because like I've let them down or something's changed for them or whatever. And I had one this week where they're basically like, hey, I've got a mate who's yeah. going into accounting it's and I want to give start. them a hand. Yeah, and I want to give them the a start. hand. Those things play on you and then losing one is more effective, at the, like has more effect on you at the start. It's the same with mortgages. Like, yeah. You still find a way through though, like eventually, Exactly. Right? Yeah, and that's what yeah. we have to remind ourselves. Like as much as the doom and gloom is going to be cracking into our faces. Does losing one person mean that you're going to shut down your business? No. No. So. Flowrider, take us out. Yoo-hoo. Better not have too much because uh, <laughs> I'd hate to lose this stream after <laughs> hour 10. Thanks for joining us again, mate. Cheers, Gee, Hell of a session there. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully some people are learning there. We'll, we'll be definitely back. be back. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. Let's continue tonight.